Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean casting nets, fish nerds. Fish nerds. Fish nerds. Hello and welcome to the Fish Nerds, a show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. I'm Clay Groves, Chief Executive Fish Nerd, Licensed Fishing Guide, your best friend, and we're back from a super duper long, well needed break. And we're excited to be here. Uh, we'll talk about why we were gone in a few minutes. But first, let's talk about what's happening on today's show. We have John King with us. John King is the crappy hippie. He's the owner of a, of a lead-free bass company called Glasswater Lead-Free Lures. He'll be on today. He's got a little bit of a news piece he did. And he's launching a new... A new product. He's going to need your support over at Kickstarter, and he will talk about those today. Fish Guy Josh is here with a new Fish Guy Follows. We're going to talk about some effing reviews, Fish Nerd reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and we've got a Fishy Statements um, contest winners. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and yeah, so so much, so much to do. But why don't we just open right up with John King, the crappie. Hippie with his news. News, news, fish in the news. Everybody loves their fish in the news. Hey, this is Crappie Hippie, your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas with a fishing news report. This report concerns pro bass fisher Mike Long and his cataclysmic fall from grace. But hey, let's back up a minute. Who in the hell is Mike Long and why should I care? I asked myself this question upon seeing some Instagram posts about this pro bass angler who was exposed as a fraud in the San Diego media on Sunday, June 23rd. But apparently, if one's into bass fishing even on a very casual basis, it's hard not to know at least a little about this guy. He has all sorts of lake records, including a 20-pounder that ranks ninth on the biggest bass of all time. And for a decade, he carried the accolade of ranking big Bassmaster USA. He's in all kinds of articles and reports. His name is on all sorts of fishing gear. Um, he's also pocketed about $150,000 over the past 10 years as the best tournament fisher in the San Diego area. Even so, why should I care? Well, I have no real problem with tournament fishing. It is definitely not my bag. Also, it seems that no major tournament for any species, but especially bass, fails to involve some sort of big dramatic cheating incident or an attempt at it, especially when a championship trophy and a champion-sized check is involved. It happens. Everyone hates it, but it does happen. However, as this story appeared again and again on feeds by fishers I like, respect, and many of which I've had some sort of contact with, including Nick and Dan from the Fish Nerd Facebook group, I began to think that there was something extraordinary about this particular situation that merited further attention. That's when I took a look at the video, a video where a guy is clearly trying to snag fish. A video where eventually this person snags a bass over 10 pounds, lays it on a measuring board, and takes all sorts of pictures of it before releasing it. Pics that would eventually show up on his media as yet another lunker taken while fishing a big swim bait legitimately. It was appalling. Bass legend? National swim bait expert? Brazen con artist, more like. I cannot help but be drawn into the expose on the unbelievable Mike Long by Kellen Ellis on the SD Fish website. Even if your thing is chasing wild trout in a high mountain brook with a fairy wand rod and a spiderweb tippet, you're going to want to read this story. It is a fantastically well-researched piece two years in the making. 
a story worthy of this American life, and if I was a decision maker for that podcast, I'd be hunting Kellen Ellis down and quick. Again and again, as Ellis divulges his observations of his one-time friend, he cautions the reader that Long's reputation was so high and following so fierce that he knew he could not make his case until he had incontrovertible proof. That started with a whisper of suspicion in Ellis's mind and was followed by an awareness of mounting accusations. And then came the sad day when Ellis had seen and heard so much that he could no longer deny his buddy was a cheat, a bully, and a liar. What to do? No one person who he talked to could intervene because no one person had the whole story. And not only was this guy popular, he was physically big and known to use that to intimidate people. Thus, like a truly dedicated journalist that he is, Kellen Ellis takes the job unto himself. In doing so, he builds evidence into an edifice of guilt, verifying incidents and citing reports that span over a decade. All that was left was to get the D-bag on video. It took two spring seasons and a network of informants to catch Mikey in the act, but once caught on camera, there was no other side to the story. Mike Long is a snagger, a bragger, a real dirtbagger. Naturally, I'm not going to divulge any details. This article is long and there's plenty there to digest. If anything, I want to say watch the video first. Then read the story and watch the video a second time, if you can stomach it. My only takeaway is to ask oneself how a con man like this gets away with a scam like that. It is said the more greedy a person is, the easier they are to trick. When it comes to celebrities and athletes with their power personalities, our greed is based on a need to feel included, important, and necessary. For some, that involves a lot of vicarious participation and vicarious attachment to certain people and events. And this attachment can get deeply emotional. But before I slip up and fall into the rush of the collective mean streak and declare that only a bunch of dumb bubbas would have fallen for such a preposterous liar as Mike Long and to hell with them anyway, they got what they had coming, I am blessed by the sunshine of better judgment. Because first of all, they're not bubbas, but a lot of hardworking class guys just looking for fun and community. Second, 99% are sporting as hell, and the article's more than proof of that. Mikey would have never gotten busted without the eyewitness accounts provided by former partners on the tournament circuit. And lastly, when I think of the kids I see up at Bass Pro on Thursday night fly tying, all dressed up in their pro fishing get-ups, spending every penny they got on new tech rods, reels, and brand name baits, well, nearly all that high dollar stuff is attached to some fishing celebrity. And I can hold no scorn for the actions of children. And face it, everybody needs heroes. But what we need is real heroes. And that is what is the most egregious thing about Mike Long's actions. He's not a good fisher. He doesn't even really care about it. For him, it was an ego feed without any regard for those from which he was stealing. I mean, really, he can have the damn money. It's what these sorts of incidents do to the body and soul of fishing is the problem. Disillusionment is a very painful thing. But in the end, the impact of a creep like Mike Long may resemble a drop bomb at first, but there's really no way for one guy to hurt us. Not bass fishing, not tournament fishing, not fishing in general. There's no way a single person can do it. We are still free to believe, still free to be naive and enjoy those things that bring us to the water with rod in hand. There are 33 million people in the USA that identify themselves as fishers. Our community is large, continuous, and above all resilient. Fish on, brothers and sisters fish on. Well, we'll look into this tournament thing a bit more, the pros and cons and so forth sometime in the coming weeks, because I'm going to be talking to tournament director Tim Berger of All-American Catfish Tournaments. 
He's a super cool guy and runs many of his gigs right there in downtown Kansas City where the Call River and the Mo River join. Man, that's out of sight. Uh, okay, so the links to the expose and the video are down below. This is Crappie Hippie saying tight lines and valentines. Peace out. All right, thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, John. And since we're doing the news anyways, why don't we jump right in and we talk about the news. Uh, and this is from the brooklynpaper.com. Sopranos actor calls on Brooklyn Bridge Park to halt fishing workshops. Uh, and it, I'll read the article to you. You try to get out, but they reel you back in. An actor from the iconic HBO mob drama Sopranos demanded Brooklyn Bridge Park stop holding all-ages fishing workshops, saying they're teaching kids to torture animals for fun. Um, <laughs> and You know, it's funny. I'm going to talk about this a little bit because we have to talk about when we're fishing. Uh, arguably, I, it's really hard to argue against people when they say you're torturing animals for fun because fishing is an act of violence. We're taking fish, we're putting a food on a hook and we're driving a piece of metal through their face and pulling them out of the water, taking a selfie and putting them back in or eating them. So I think that's fair for her to say that. I can't argue. Uh, this is her quote here. Most children have a natural empathy for animals and that kindness should be nurtured, not undermined by the teaching kids that's okay to hook a fish and yank them out of their natural environment for fun, Eddie Falco said. Um, again, she's on the money. Uh, she goes on for a while um, about how fish can can uh, be harmed by being handled. They can suffer from loss of their protective scale coating, the slime coating. They can be released poorly. Uh, and she says many fish who are caught and released later die from the injuries or stress also true. She's not wrong. Um, but she wants uh, Brooklyn Park to teach kids about caring for the environment by by trashing the fishing and getting on to some more um, more PETA-based uh, stuff. So I, I can't argue against her, but she's missing some other things. I always think about fish as like uh, Bambi. They're cute. They're cuddly. They attract people. You can use fish to teach environmental stewardships, to teach good science, teach all kinds of stuff. And there's something about fishing that's really hard to explain it on fishers. Uh, and, and she doesn't get it. Um, and it's, but she's not wrong, uh, except the fact that she's trying to make people do what she wants, bend her will. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think about, about fishing? Is fishing an act of violence? Am I wrong about this? Is it the best way to care for fish by to not fish at all? I don't know. Uh, but I, <laughs> she clearly has it all worked out. Now, she's obviously a PETA member. I'm not, obviously. Um, and so, pretty extreme view from the Brooklyn Paper.com. Hey, Fish Nerd Nation, this is John King, the crappie hippie, your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas and co-founder of Glasswater Angling. We're really excited over at Glasswater because we're launching a new bait, the 1-8-ounce crappie dooler and a double underspin for panfish, trout, walleye, and bass. If you'd like to get this fantastic lure before anybody else at a slightly reduced price, then join us in our Kickstarter campaign launching Wednesday, September 25th. And now back to the show. 
All right, and we'll have a lot more news in the coming weeks. I have some uh, some new news segments I've been working on, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but I need to address a few things. First of all, uh, one of our listeners and our group fans here, uh, Pete, Pete uh, Egbert, put up a posting at the Fish Nerds podcast group on Facebook. If you're not in that group, that's where the Fish Nerds action is, even when we're not making podcasts. We're in there. So Pete asked, Clay, how come you are so anti-gluten-free diet when it's, for med- when it's medically necessary for millions of people like me who have celiac disease? I still love your podcast. Good question. Um, <laughs> good question, Pete. I um, actually don't care about celiac disease or gluten-free. I like to make fun of stuff. So anything is fair game. But here's the bigger deal here. Um, first of all, I'm sorry you've got celiac disease. Nobody has celiac disease. There's so few. It's such a rare disease. In fact, I'm going to look it up right now. Celiac disease. We're going to see what Dr. Google says about it. How many people have celiac disease, right? So about 1%. It's about 1% of people have celiac disease. Uh, so, so really, 1% is pretty low number. However, I must know 100 people who are gluten-free. Um, and you can, I can't possibly know that many celiac people. So what I find obnoxious about the gluten-free movement, and, and you know, most diet movements I find obnoxious. It's not just gluten-free, but gluten-free is easy to make fun of because you're only offending 1% of <laughs> only, only, um, only affecting about 1% of the population. Uh, and so it's not that big a deal for most people. However... I work uh, one of my one of my part time jobs. I work as a bartender and a server, and like almost every other table, there's some person who claims to have celiac disease or has a gluten insensitivity and goes bananas over you know I need to have the right kind of vodka because I need gluten free vodka, and when you <laughs> anyway, so it's they're just paying the neck. However, here's the cool thing. Um, the nice thing about being gluten-free right now, if you have celiac, is you have a lot of choices now, right? So there's that. <laughs> it's very trendy to be gluten-free, and it almost seems to have a bias, the disease, uh, towards um, middle-class white soccer moms. Like, it <laughs> seems to attack them. Uh, so it's a, it's a trendy thing. I make fun of trendy things, but I think that it's not making fun of you. I, I'm sorry you're gluten-sensitive. Here's what Facebook says. Uh, <clears throat> Doug says, I'll take a stab and guess he, Clay, is not against gluten-free if it's medical necessary. He is correct. Luke Chamo says, Jesus gets deep nowadays. Better get Chamo back on. Uh, Norm, Uncle Norm says, always order extra gluten wherever I eat out. Paul Chomo says, there are people who legitimately get sick from gluten and a doctor has told them not to eat things that have gluten. There are people who just don't eat gluten because a celebrity told them not to. Guessing that Clay is joking about the latter, he is not a complete monster. Um, I, I am a monster. <laughs> John King, right on, Paul. It sucks for people who really have the celiac or bipolar disorder or panic anxiety, uh, getting molested by Michael Jackson or any other real problem that is seized upon by the underworked, overpaid, bored as hell, 1% types that need constant attention via vicarious participation. Clay is just 
bagging on the joiners. He is correct. Although I don't connect celiac disease with being bipolar. John, what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, uh, Pete looks like he put up a picture of some gluten-free fish and chips. That sounds delightful. Uh, John King says, Clay grows bus on Kansas without mercy, but he's just kidding. Bison give him weird ideas. That's also true. Um, Jeff Danielson, he busts on my beloved Tenkara on a regular basis. I don't take it personally. Um, Rich Collins Clay is secretly in love with the idea of being made ill by common foods that contain magical wheat. When he gorges his face with pizza, he feels a sense of guilt and wishes there was just some way, some way he could avoid the shame of overindulging. So he picks on the celiacs. That is 100% true. <laughs> it does make up for the lack of fish I catch. Uh, Dan Williams says, I have no problem with people eating gluten-free if it's medically necessary. I have a problem with the hipster millennials hogging all the gluten-free products to be trendy, leaving the gluten-free aisles in the supermarket empty for people who really need this product. All that said, the trend does make more products available, so there's that. So, um, yeah, I hope we addressed your your question. All right. This episode of the Fish Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Fish Nerds Guide Service. We're heading into winter now. It's time to start thinking about booking your ice fishing adventure. This year, we're building a brand new shack that will have all the comforts of home, except for it won't be as comfortable as home. But you'll be able to hang out with us, maybe catch fish, enjoy a nice, warm, toasty shack while sitting on a lake. That'll be great. If you, for more information on fishing with the Fish Nerds, go to www.fishnerds.com and check it out. Welcome fellow fish nerds to the latest edition of Fish Guy Follows with me, your host, Fish Guy Josh, where we take a look at some of the fishiest things in social media, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name it, we cover it. So hang on tight while the rest of this song rocks your face off, and then sit back and relax. It's time for Fish Guy Follows. Greetings, fellow fish nerds. I have returned. Fish Guy Josh is back for another edition of Fish Guy Follows. First and foremost, my apologies for being off the air for so long. However, there have been a lot of things happening in my life. I uh, suffered a pretty devastating injury at work. I uh, had to figure out exactly what was wrong. Had a surgery, kind of recouping from surgery. And now I'm sort of moving into the rehab phase of life. And on top of all of that, I'm also expecting a Fish Guy Jr. here in the near future, which I'm really excited about. So as you can see, uh, life's been busy, but I am back. And uh, while I was sitting on my butt, uh, healing up on my leg, obviously I did a lot of uh, perusing through social media to find a few new Fish Guy follows for you guys. And today's follow is going to be on Instagram. Uh, and it's one of my favorite kind of Instagram follows because it's very similar to my Instagram page in that it is a day in the life of sort of photo diary of someone who happens to be really fishy um, and appreciates a good photo 
and you sort of get a small glimpse into their life without being overexposed and without getting too many posts per day. Great follow. Uh, so today's follow is going to be uh, Halle Berry, and that's H-A-L-L-E-Y underscore B-U-R-Y. Now, the description of what Halle Berry is as an Instagram follow is enough to make you want to follow her. Uh, basically, she's a tattoo artist who loves to fly fish and lives out in the great wide open of Wyoming. So you get a lot of cool fly fishing photos, a lot of cool tattoos, and a lot of cool camping adventures from her. You're not going to see um, a ton of posts per week. It's a it's the perfect amount, in my opinion. You know, you may get a couple a day, every other day, every three days, something like that. Uh, it won't it won't flood your feed, um, but it when it does, it's going to be some really great photos. As far as the kind of content you're going to get following Halle Berry, you get a lot of fishing, a whole lot of fishing. You're going to get a pretty interesting mix of posts. Uh, basically, it's this really cool tattooed girl who loves showing off all the fishing pictures she has and all the different camping adventures she has along the way and some of the other fun stuff mixed in between. It's a really great follow. She's a real positive person. I've spoken with her through Instagram. Really cool girl. Um, she has a link up to her her tattoo website so you can see some of the stuff she's done uh, and the shop that she works for. And you can also see a lot of her great tattoos because she's posing in the pictures. And um, yeah, a really great follow, really cool person. Check her out. Halle Berry, H-A-L-L-E-Y underscore B-U-R-Y. That's on Instagram. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram too, at Fish Guy Josh. You can also follow me across all my other platforms with the exact same name. Thank you, Fish Nerd Nation. I'll see you next go round. Have a good one. to announce time to announce the winner of the fish nerds i'm i hate this fishing quote contest that we ran in the springtime it's been a long time winner will get a fish nerds pride prize package as well as some glass water lead free lures from glass water angling and uh some other surprises before i announce the winner why don't we play all of the entries Hey, this is Crappie Hippie, your tree-hugging redneck from eastern Kansas, calling in for your favorite fishing quote. It's an easy one for me. Take a kid fishing. You'll be glad you did. I don't know who said it, but they're smarter than me. Tight lines and valentines. This is Crappie Hippie. Peace out. My least favorite fish phrase is a little bait catches a big fish this was to enter into the contest this is rich collins 
fly fishing snob, world traveler, and owner of Thirst Productions. Uh, my favorite fly fishing or fishing quote is, that's why they call it fishing. Wah, wah. Hey, Clay, it's Liam Cohen from Backwoods Graphics, LLC, down here in Newmarket, New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, my favorite fish saying, and I actually have it on the back of my truck, is it's better to sit in a boat thinking about God than to sit in church thinking about fish. That's it. See ya. Hey, Clay. I hate the phrase, well, the worst day fishing's better than the best day working. No, it's not. My worst day fishing, I've had hooks embedded in my face. That's never happened at work. My best day at work, we had like a nacho bar and somebody brought in cake. That was way better than catching a treble hook to the face. That's a garbage saying. Thanks for being you, Clay. Awesome. Bye. Hey, Clay, this is Alec Burt from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I've got a fish line that just drove me crazy, and I haven't heard it a whole lot. But I heard a uh, college kid at a liquor store one day ask me what I was out to do, said I was headed to the lake and doing some fishing. And he, as I was leaving, said, all right, man, go rip some lips. And uh, I thought that was just uh, one of the stupidest things I've ever heard anybody say, go rip some lips. Anyway, there's my uh, cliche fishing line that drove me nuts. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, Clay and Fish Nerds. Uh, my name's Greg. I'm a recent listener to the podcast, and I've really been enjoying it. I love the uh, I love everything that I've been hearing so far. In your most recent episode, you were asking folks to call in about uh, phrases that are just kind of fishy to hear. And uh, one of my coworkers, uh, whenever he goes away on a fishing trip, he always comes out, comes back and asks him uh, you know, how it was. He says, well, even if the catching ain't good, the fishing always is, right? And, I mean, I chuckled the first time. It was cute, but you hear it seven, eight, twelve, fifty times, it starts to get old. Anyhow, keep up the good work you're doing. Always looking forward to a new episode. Take care. Bye. Hey, Clay. This is David Redden from Southern Maryland. And I was calling in because you asked people to um, give your favorite expression about fishing um, or the one that you use the most. I, I heard it described one time as fishing is a jerk on one end of a line waiting for a pull on the other. Uh, that's that's my favorite expression. Have a great day. Catch you later. Bye. All right. Thanks for everyone who entered. We'll have a new contest next week's show, uh, and the winner of this thing is, is this is Alec. I think I said Alec Burke from uh, from Arkansas. So Alec, if you won, send me an email with your address, and I will mail out your prize package congratulations by the way i didn't pick the best one i picked a randomly selected one and that way it wasn't uh wasn't too biased <laughs> all right now we've been getting all kinds of brand new uh reviews here <clears throat> on apple Podcasts, and i thought i'd be read you some of our most recent reviews 
So here we go. Uh, one from uh, How Not to Sail podcast. Yes, sir. Heck, I can barely operate a boat, let alone fish, but I love the podcast. Clay clearly knows his fishing and his enthusiasm is contagious. I highly recommend. Now, I met, I met uh, the author of the book, How Not to Sail, when I was in Orlando last month, and nice him to check the podcast out. His book is great if you want to and he also makes, makes a podcast, too. If you want to check that out, you should. Uh, Matt Martino says, This is so amazing. I've been listening at work every day, 40 hours a week for almost a month. Just crazy, by the way. Don't do that. Um, and still haven't finished. I'm going to be so sad when I can't listen all day anymore. Thank you for being awesome. That is a nice review from Matt Martino. Uh, here's one from Bay Area Fishing. And it says, uh, started listening at work and I love it. The fish in the news is great. I mean, what can I say? Everyone loves it. Very well-rounded, interesting podcast, mostly lighthearted, but also touches on the difficult conversation topics. All in all, I totally recommend this to anyone. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bay Area Fishing. And here's here's a good one here. I like this one. This is from Shaggy3001. Shaggy says, you ready for this? Shaggy says, talk about fishing. Are there any podcasts where they actually talk about fishing? I don't care what you had for dinner, moron. So, hey, um, thank you, Shaggy, for that review. Appreciate it. Uh, and for the record, tonight I am having Acadian redfish sandwiches for dinner. Uh, very sustainable, very delicious. Here's a couple more reviews from Locino1. Good show. Five stars. Always looking forward to a new episode. Here's another one from, well, that's from last summer. We're going way back. I think I think that's enough. <laughs> I think that's plenty of uh, tooting our horn there. Anyway, if you enjoy the Fish Nerds podcast uh, and you want to do something nice for us, uh, you can leave a fishy review um, uh, wherever you listen to our podcast. Uh, we'd appreciate it. I do, do like to read them all. It does make me feel good. We don't make much money on this show. We don't have advertising currently. And so it's a nice way to support us. All right. So now the elephant in the room. Where have we been? Why has the Fish Nerds not made a show in almost two months? I'll tell you why. First of all, I love making the podcast. I'm going to keep making the podcast. We run our summer schedule, which is I make a podcast whenever I feel like it, whenever I get around to it, uh, which isn't nearly enough for anyone. Uh, and so we're going to get back on a regular weekly schedule here, hopefully this week. Um, but in the summertime, this year, I, I, my guide service, the Fish Nerds guide service on my pontoon boat, got very, very busy. And busy to the point where I didn't have a lot of free time because I also have four other part-time jobs on top of that. And with all that extra work I was doing uh, and started bartending this year as well, uh, I was just tired. <laughs> I didn't feel like making a podcast. Or, and I have all these ideas for podcasts and all this stuff I want to put together. And I wasn't able to get the time to really dig in and get it together. We're going to get back on a regular repeating weekly show for you. Uh, and it's fun. So yeah, I've been bartending at a bar in North Conway, New Hampshire called Horse Feathers. And uh, I've been you know, doing four or five shifts a week there, plus the boat. And I'm tired, but I'm gonna, I'm okay now. We're back. Uh, next week on the show, Doc Martin it will be with us with a special guest, a scientist, a writer, and they'll be talking about the best ways to handle fishes. Uh, 
I think that's one thing they're talking about. Anyway, among other things, we had a bunch of uh, a bunch of listeners submit ideas for that conversation. But I know the big talk is going to be about holding fish, and it's going to be controversial. It's going to cause problems, uh, and I, of course, I will. will uh, I'm sure I'll be made fun of because I always am, and that's just the way it goes. If you like this podcast and want to support this show. The best way is to give us money. We need money. It costs money to make a podcast. And we have a thing called Patreon. Uh, Patreon is like a uh, Kickstarter for for podcasters uh, or anyone who makes art. And believe it or not, making a podcast is like making art. And so what we're going to be doing is asking people to go over there. And if you like the show, give us a dollar. Give us five dollars. There's different rewards, different level. Everyone who who gives us a you know a dollar you know whatever is going to get an email from me with some fish nerds ringtones. We have two. One is the fish in the news theme, which you heard during the news, and the other was our opening theme song. And you can use them on your phone. And some people call you; they'll be going news, news, fish in the news. Everybody loves their fish in the news. Uh, anyway, we have that. We're also starting a next week's show. I'm going to start taking all of our names every month. So next week will be the last show of the month. And I'm going to take all those names and put them in a hat. And I'm going to draw them out. And every month, I'm going to mail somebody a prize package. Um, and the only way to get entered into that prize package is to give us money for the show. Uh, the goal to be is to be sustainable. And so right now, the show is making you know less than $200 a month. To be sustainable, which means I'm making enough money to pay all the expenses, we need, you know, six or eight times that amount. It's not cheap to produce a podcast. It's cheaper than TV, I suppose. But if you do it right, I would love to be able to outsource some of the work, pay pay an editor, pay some artistic people, and get a little better. And uh, anyway, go to patreon.com slash fishnerds. You'll see how to support it. And I'm going to do something I don't usually do. I'm going to read the names of all of our Patreon supporters uh, and thank them because I, I don't do it very often. I don't do it. I don't show gratitude often enough. Um, but first of all, big thanks to Josh Lopes. Josh Lopes donates at the top tier, which is $25, which is a lot. And he owns an accounting service called Lopes Tax, lopestax.com. And you can go there for all your tax accounting needs. Um, top tier, $25 uh, gets you um, your business a mention. Uh, then at the $5 Nerd Hero, the nerd hero level, uh, Alan, Alan Byrne gives us money, Graham Meehan, Jeff Hawkins, uh, Soju Devil, Dad da Devil, Dad Evil, I don't even know, know how to read that, gives us money, Cody Fondy, Jason Piper, Ryan with no last name, we call him the Mean Moose, gives us money, been doing it for a long time, Jeff Danielson, our FN librarian, uh, is with us still at the $2 a month. This is two dollars a month, or a little bit above. I think uh, David Redden gives us three dollars. He's a rebel. Uh, Mark Piper, Chad O'Leary, Courtney D. Uh, let's see, Lichen Rancourt, Brian Wellen Zach, Wellen Zach, Brian. I can't say your name. B A Metz, my friend Bethany Metz. Uh, Backwoods Graphics, and conveniently, Backwoods Graphics also with people who make our decals, which a lot of you guys will be getting in the mail. Hugo, our effing chef. Uh, Nick Hudson Swagger gives us money. Uh, Andrew Lewin from the Speak Up for Blue podcast throws money in the hat. Uh, who else we got here? Christopher Englert, 
Nicholas Craig, uh, Renegade Clock, which I think is another podcaster, gives us money. Anthony DiPolito, the Jock and Nerd podcast, gives us money. We like the Jock and Nerd podcast. Jonathan Sutter, the Big Buck Registry, Big Buck podcast, throws money in the hat. Ed Hind, he's got a great accent. I think he's from England, and that's why. Kevin Kepzik, Reed Sutter, Joshua Porter, that's uh, Fish Guy Josh, Lindsey Freeman, uh, let's see, Mike O'Keefe, Ray Layton from England also, a lot of English people here, Ray Bradbury, Rich Collins, our fly fishing correspondent, Noob Spiro from the Noob Spiro podcast, uh, and there's a few others I didn't mention because your card got declined, so if you didn't hear your name and you're giving us money, update your thing and I will I will thank you next, <laughs> next episode. Um, we did lose um, a patron this month. Uh, and and I want to talk about that for just a minute. We do, if you stop giving us money on Patreon, we do an exit survey. And we had uh, someone left the show, and they've been with us for years. And they left because we promoted hatred towards the Japanese people. And I was trying to figure out what did I do that did that, because I don't... I don't generally promote hatred towards any people, even people I don't like. And I do like the Japanese people. Japan's like, you know, 1987 cartoons. Like it's such a cool country. I would I would not promote hatred towards the Japanese people. However, back in July, I posted a fake news story about a um, Japanese whale crew getting eaten by killer whales. There was fake news. And it was making fun of people who were hunting whales. Uh, I don't think the fact they were Japanese seemed to matter to me at all, but apparently to this person, that was a big deal. Here, let me kind of lay it down clear for you. I will make fun of anyone who thinks hunting whales is a good idea. That's all it's going to be. It's not about being Japanese or being Native American or being whatever. Uh, If you hunt whales, then you are a dick. Do not hunt whales. So I apologize for anything else I might have done, but if it was that then we'll see you later. Um, I, I don't want you listening. You're not, in fact, if you think hunting whales is good, you're not allowed to listen to the show anymore. You're fired from my show. Get off my show. Get out of here. Go on. All right. Why don't we end it here next week? Full on show. Week after, full on show. And uh, we'll get back into the, into the groove here. I'll get my, my voice back, my practice back on here, and we'll be all good. So that's it. <laughs> You've listened to a bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing. Special thanks to uh, John King, the crappie hippie. Uh, make sure you support his Kickstarter project. We will talk more about that in upcoming shows. Big thanks, Fish Guy Josh. Josh, we're so happy to hear from you. Uh, and hey, thanks to you for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks to all the Patreon supporters. Uh, thanks to my family for supporting Swabby Podcast. Go on Fishing Quest and do all the nerdy things that fish nerds do. Until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds. Spawn early. Spawn often. Never trust a free lunch with strings attached and swim against the current every chance you get. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream getting those ankles wet or deep in the ocean casting nets fish nerds Fish Nerds, Fish Nerds, it's a podcast, just for the halibut, fried in a basket or broiled in a pan, eat it raw like you're in Siam, Fish Nerds, Fish Nerds, Fish Nerds, it's a podcast.